to hear and see what the Nugster has to say about both shows. Because I know he's going to be uh, quite in, uh, quite interested in hearing what trivia has to say about some of the, about a couple of the matches that we had that we watched rather that I watched rather. So, but I was impressed. Cause Wait to watch the whole. Uh... <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Let's get Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. How you doing, Greg? Hey, Trev, how are you? Uh, doing pretty good, uh... Wednesday night here in uh, our oven that we call Connecticut. A little warm out today, but it's going to break tomorrow, so that's going to be good. Yeah, we, but, we uh, officially had our first heat wave of the year. You know, yep. That's when the heat is, that's when the, the temperature goes above 90. For at least three straight days, we had four straight days. So. Yep, tomorrow's going to be 65 when I get up to go to work in the morning, so it's going to be nice. But... Uh, yeah, so let's, uh, you know, we're going to hear talking Monday Night Raw and and uh, NXT. To me, Monday Night Raw was about the same as usual. Mm, I, I guess. It had a, a lot less action this week than it had last week. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's expected, but it, it seems like the closer you get to a pay-per-view, obviously, the more promos there are usually for the pay-per-view, but we still only have three matches for a pay-per-view that's a week and a half away. Right. So, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what takes them so long to put these matches together. I mean, I, I understand that there's a lot to, that goes behind it and everything, and you want to make sure that you got the right, uh, the right two people together, but... Right, I thought that I mean, tag team battle royal was for the right to face Omos and AJ Styles at Hell in a Cell, but apparently it was for a future tag team title match, which is the same okay. thing they did with Lana and Naomi months back. Right. And then three or four other matches for the title happened before. I don't even know if Naomi and Lana ever officially got their title match. Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't think they did. So, but it was nice to see the Viking Raiders back, and it was nice to see the Viking Raiders get a win. Yep. I, I think um, I think they're going to give Omus a hard time. The Viking Raiders; they, those are some big, tough guys. We'll have to see. We'll have to see the way they try and pull it off. Oh, excuse me. Hmm. No. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think. Even though they said it's for a future uh, tag team title match, I think they'll put it on uh, Hell in a Cell. I think they'll put it on the pay-per-view. I mean, you know, you got to have uh, you got to have some some matches ready to go. I mean, we got what Bianca and Bailey. Yep. We got um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Yeah. And, and then Drew and Lashley, and that was officially. Made a Hell in a Cell match this past Monday. Yep. And I, 
think, in my opinion, I think the Charlotte Rhea match will be made Hell in a Cell also. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I mean, you, you, are you going to have two Hell in a Cell matches from the same brand and the brand that's been probably the worst show on TV for the last year? And you're going to give them the kudos of having two Hell in a Cell matches? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But I heard through the grapevine, I don't know if you uh, got wind of it or not, but the SmackDown... Hey, Rick. The, the SmackDown, um, or the Universal title, held by Roman Reigns... Is going to be defended against Rey Mysterio? Well, we talked about that. You don't know if I heard. We talked about that yesterday. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. Senior moment. Sorry. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be a, a great match at all. I really don't. I mean, especially with Roman's character now and as tough as he is. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Rey Mysterio is a well-seasoned veteran, future Hall of Famer, multiple-time champion. I just don't think he's going to be able to have what it takes to hang with Roman, especially if it's a long match. So. Well, from what I also read that the, it's not going to be like a one-off feud. It's actually going to be something where it's going to be a campaign into the summer um, with including the Usos and the Mysterios and Roman Reigns. So maybe this oh, is just okay. a feud to carry him on till the next big feud. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can, uh, okay. I can, uh, I can see that happening. So, uh, you, I just said hello, Rick. For you people who don't know, that's Rick Del Santo who just joined us. Uh, leaving a comment there. He is the host of the PWZ podcast. So you definitely want to check that out. It's a great show. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, uh, I mean, with Monday Night Raw, the, the thing with Alexa Bliss and uh, Shayna, it was stupid and scary, but I think it was more stupid than scary. Do you think, do you think now we're going to see Alexa, I mean, um, Shayna as Lily? I don't know. Um, I, I had mentioned that off the air to you. Um and I'm kind of rethinking it all. And I, I think of all the women on the Raw roster, at least. Maybe with the exception of Nia Jax. Shayna Baszler playing this part is what was stupid about the whole interaction. Because she's a supposed to be the cage fighter, not afraid of anything, and now she's spooked out by a little doll, and mm -hmm. screaming at a little doll, and, you know, trying to escape this little doll that she stepped on. That, 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 that was the only part of it that I thought was stupid, the segment could have worked if it was anybody else. If it was, I mean, Nikki Cross, I mean, Charlotte, I, I mean, Naomi, 
Mandy Rose, to, I mean, any of them that are on Raw, with the, except, like, so with the exception of maybe, I mean, take Charlotte and Rhea out because they're in their own, you know, feud right now. Um, even Asuka, maybe not Nia Jax, but maybe Nia Jax would have been better with the friendship and connection she had and has off screen to Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah. But that that was the part of the whole thing that I thought was dumb. Yeah. Rick sends us a message that does not sound like an interesting feud. What's, he must be talking about Mysterio and... Yeah, Mysterio Roman. and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like Greg said, it's probably going to go into the summer, so they're probably going to make it as interesting as possible until, you know, something else comes up, like maybe a, an inter- a yeah, but, with but Mysterio has had um, successful matches against superstars a lot bigger than him in the past. So, I, I mean, if there's any constant professional... That could put, I mean, Daniel Bryan should have gotten destroyed by Roman Reigns, and he put on a highly competitive match. So I think, you know, with the storytelling and everything, and Ray Mysterio's, especially with this, you know, okay, getting beaten down backstage and still coming out to wrestle, I think it'll be okay. I mean, it's not what I would have chosen, but I think it'll be okay. Yep. Like, I hope that's not their plan for SummerSlam. Well, we don't know yet. SummerSlam is a couple of months away. And yeah, it's in August, it's so we're, we're not even through June. Right. It's going to be interesting, though, because I don't ever recall or can't remember a pay-per-view being on a Saturday night. I don't ever recall. Well, other than, you know, WrestleMania being Saturday and Sunday because it's two nights. Right. But... And I, I and it's weird that they chose Saturday night when in Vegas as well, Manny Pacquiao is making his return to the ring and fighting someone. I don't know who he's fighting. I'm not that interested in it. But it's just weird that they're doing it on Saturday, the same night as the fight. I, I could see if right. there's something else big planned on Sunday that they had to do it Saturday. But... Yeah. That's why when I thought, when I heard the 21st, then I just remembered, you know, now that I hear you talking about it, it's like, yeah, I remember, that's right, Pacquiao's fighting that night. Right. Yep, and uh, so, yeah, but, um, I mean, overall, like you said, we talked off the air yesterday, and you said that, and I saw it again, and I agree with you, that um, Alberto Carrillo and... Um, Ricochet. Ricochet was the best match on Raw. Yeah, I think so. Yep. And I mean, they took a pretty nasty fall outside the ring, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's something. For you, for you wrestling fans who, uh, you know, think that a lot of this stuff isn't real and stuff, well, Sheamus has a legitimate broken nose, so. Right. So, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many matches they'll get out of, uh, Sheamus and those guys and see if the, see if WWE's going to eventually 
put the title on one of them too. I, I don't know. I I. I, I mean, they very that. well could. They very well could. Um, I mean, both the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title, those are belts that are perfect for, for people like, I would say, Ricochet. Maybe not a Humberto Carrillo yet, um, but that mid-level tier. And once again, Sheamus is one of those guys that could be in title contention for, well, now, if he had a tag team partner, any championship opportunity. Yep. So, yeah, but that tag team, uh, Royal, I was uh, talking to somebody about it yesterday, and he's like, well, you know, they're saying that you don't get eliminated until both members of the team are, are right. eliminated. And, you know, right. What if, well, Miz was hurt. So, he obviously couldn't get eliminated because he wasn't in the match. Morrison went in as a representative for the team. Okay. Same thing. Same thing, and, I, and I'm saying, well, maybe one, the guy was like, well, maybe Miz has got a legitimate gripe because he never got eliminated. Same thing with Lindsay with um, Grand Metal League. No, Grand Metal League. Now, I, I think Lindsay Dorado was injured. Yeah, whichever. But, I, I don't. I, I honestly don't remember which one was in it. I know one of them's legitimately injured. Um. Uh, let me see. Go ahead, talk. I'm looking. I think. I think. Oh, yeah, Lin, Lindsay Dorado was the one that was in it. Grand Metalik is injured. Oh, okay. But why? Why put those guys? Why put those guys in individually when they got eliminated in like 38 seconds? I know. That made no sense. No, it didn't. Made no sense at all. And I kind of figured it was going to come down to, you know, who it came down to, like the New Day and RK Bro and um, the Viking Raiders. Because they were like the three best tag teams in that tournament. I, I thought that uh, maybe Mace and T-Bar would have made a little bit more noise than they did. But I just think they're they're not quite there yet. No, I not think at they all. I think they could be a pretty devastating tag team. And it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how WWE is gonna you know work with them on the tag team level. But another match I want to talk to you about, mm. which I thought was quite interesting, and we discussed this off the air yesterday too, was Charlotte and Rhea teaming up against Nikki Cross and Oscar. Oscar. And you had said to me yesterday, oh, if anybody didn't know. If anybody didn't think that she wasn't going to pick Asuka and knows nothing about wrestling, I agree. Because you knew she was going to pick Asuka. Yeah. Um, overall, eh, it was an okay match. It wasn't great. It wasn't uh, spectacular. I mean, Charlotte, you know, trying to trying to be the ring general and, you know, you go here and oh, it's your turn. This, and it just... It just got crazy. When Nikki Cross pinned Rhea, it was like, wow, seriously? Right. And it, it, it looks like, maybe it's me, but it looks like they're trying to do something with Nikki Cross. Yeah. Well, they, like they, nobody else left on the women's roster to do anything with. Unless yep. you're going to keep doing the same three girls in matches over and over and over again. Right. Because Dana Brooke and, and Mandy Rose are, are the only tag team on Raw left, realistically. Right. 
the only tag team that's been together for, you know, a little bit of time until they throw somebody together. But um, you had talked about um, when I had mentioned that I thought Shayna Baszler was going to be the new Lily, and you had, you know, went over a, a couple of women wrestlers. And then I was thinking, what about Becky Lynch? What? She got... If, if Becky Lynch had came back and made her the new Lily... That would be the stupidest thing. W. I would stop watching WWE totally. Becky Lynch okay. would not be a sidekick. No offense to Alexa Bliss or anything. I love Alexa Bliss. She's still my favorite female competitor. Um, but Becky Lynch shouldn't play second fiddle or sidekick to anyone in the WWE, and that includes the men. Yeah. Now, we had talked yesterday, and uh, for those people who, you know, didn't get to hear the conversation, you know, you can uh, go over what you what we had talked about. Uh, Eva Marie's role, you had said that, you know, well, she's probably yeah, going to yeah. yeah, that was something we talked about on the phone, so nobody would have heard it. Right. And, uh, but I'm just saying, you know, for those who, you know... Didn't hear the conversations, what you said. <laughs> yeah, but so, for those of you who don't know, I mean, Greg, Greg believes that, you know, Eva Marie is going to be a mouthpiece for somebody. I can see it happening. Well, that, that's what I've read. I've read in on different websites... That she's not coming back as an in-ring competitor. She's coming back as as a mentor or manager or valet to somebody. Um, the two women names that I read were Mercedes Martinez, bringing her up to the main roster. Um, or a girl from NXT UK, which her name is Piper Niven. And she is a, a little bit on the larger side. Um, she's not as big as Nia Jax, but she's not tiny or small and muscular like I thought she was. She's a little bit bigger. Okay. That would be, I mean... Like, not, maybe not like an Odin, I'm trying to think, like a Keith Lee big. Somebody like oh, that. Okay. Somebody that's not over, I mean, yeah, obviously overweight, but not, you know, Stop. like Nia Jax, you know, Nia Jax, Otis, nothing like that. Right. Yokozuna. She's, she's, she's big, but she's solid. Right. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see Mercedes Martinez. I mean, I saw her... Uh, yes, I know. You saw her years ago. And blah, 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 blah. She's used up. She's washed up. She's stupid. She's horrible. If they bring her that. up to the main roster, it's a waste of time. Just send Evolution back. I was just about to say, I saw her yesterday on her match, and she won, and I was surprised she won because the the girl that she fought was, you know, she's a good wrestler. No, the girl that she fought is a nobody. The girl that attacked her when she came down was a different person. Oh, okay. I must have got the two mixed up then. Okay. But uh, while we're on Mercedes Martinez and everything else, let's uh, talk a little NXT. Glad I missed the first match. Didn't know we were done with Raw, but okay. 
Why? Why did? Why are you glad you missed the first match? Because I can't stand Austin Theory. Then you should have watched the match because he did a. I mean, his the the character that he plays is is not. It's same thing to me with Cameron Grimes. It's just stupid. But he is very. He did a move off the top rope yesterday that was just like holy fucking shit. Where did? And he yeah. announced like where'd that come from? You know, saw it, yeah. you said you didn't see the match. Now you're saying you saw it, I, dude. No, I'm saying I saw the move. Okay. I, I saw highlights, and, and they showed that on the uh, on one of the highlights. Oh, okay. Because I know he faced Oni Lorcan, and Oni yep. Lorcan is uh, he's a, he's a pretty tough guy. Yeah, and uh, Austin Theory held his own, if not better than Oni Lorcan. In that match. Okay, well, that was uh, it was a good victory, I guess, for Oni Lorcan, and maybe it's something that uh, Austin Theory can, you know, I can't say grow on, but you know, look back and say, hey, you know, I had a great, I had a great match, I had the possibility to win this match, and it didn't go my way that night, so maybe there'll be other times. Um. Another match I was pretty interested in was, or not match, but like confrontation, was um, Bronson Reed. When okay. They showed him, when they showed him squashing uh, Santos Escobar. That was last week. Gonna... That was last week that he squashed him. Yeah, but they kept showing it over and over and over again, and it's like, oh, okay. And then... MSK came out, and now they made a winner-take-all title match for <laughs> Sunday, and that's, that should be an interesting match. But uh, overall, though, what was your take on NXT? Definitely well, better than Raw. Well, yeah, and it's been better than Raw for a while now. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't remember there being any. Great match. I'm just going through. Yeah, that match was bad. That was stupid. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was. Um. Yeah, the poppy whatever. Poopy whatever. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, which, huh? Which is another thing I want to talk to you about. Okay. Uh, first of all, I have no idea who Poppy is, but um, do you think that's NXT's version of um, no. Bad Bunny? No, Bad Bunny was WWE's, um, my mind is from blank, um, whatever, repeating her, because she's been involved with NXT previous to this. Yeah. Okay. Just got uh, and it was nice too to see Io Shirai back. That was a surprise. Yeah, but I didn't like seeing her back. I don't want her. She doesn't need to be in NXT anymore. She needs to be brought up. They need to start bringing some of these people up from NXT, so we don't have to see Kofi Kingston wrestle three times in one night. So we don't have to see the Usos take on the Mysterios. Five times in SmackDown in one night. 
We don't have to keep seeing the same matches over and over and over again, especially now. I mean, the women's division was thin before, with Becky Lynch being on maternity, Lacey Evans being on maternity. Then they let Lana and they, um, I mean, they let Mickey James go before. They let Lana, they let Billy Kay, they let Peyton Royce. They're, they're letting all these people go, and they've got nothing left. They need to start bringing these women up, so they did not want to see her on NXT. Right. So I didn't like that at all. And, uh, I mean, I was surprised. I was like, wow, she's back. And that just completely floored me because we had talked a couple of shows ago, you know, about when she was coming back or we haven't heard anything more about right. her or from her. You know, now she shows up. And, 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 I mean, I believe WWE's got to start bringing up some of them put them on the the main roster to make some more of these matches more interesting. You know, because like you said, you can only see uh, the Usos and the Mysterios so many times. Well, they have have five or six tag teams on SmackDown, so that's fine. They have enough that they can do, not have to repeat matches all the time. But I'm specifically talking about the women's division. Yep. I mean, I think they should bring up Io Shirai, Tony Storm. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember some of the women. Well, you're obviously not going to bring up Candice LeRae or Horseface because they're the tag team champion. Um, well, I, I'll go with Io Shirai and Tony Storm. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody else. That um, could be up. Well, and I also don't think they need Io Shirai on NXT anymore because they just brought in Saray. So you have, I mean, I know Saray's more of a Asuka, Kyrie Sane type, but, you know, if you're looking for that Asian, you know, aspect on the brand, then you have that. Um, right. So, I mean, once again, I, I let... Let Raquel Gonzalez stomp through Ember Moon and go on to her next challenger and bring Shotzi and Ember up to put somebody else in the tag team. I mean, I've said that for weeks. And, yep. and I also agree Tony Storm and Io Shirai, which I've said for weeks. Yep. And I think that one that uh, Tony Storm was having a couple matches with, I think she gets a little bit better. They might bring her up. That's too early. It's too early for her. She needs to develop more. Um, get get into a better character. Um, you're talking about Zoe Stark, I'm assuming. Zoe Stark, yes. Yes, yes. But she's that good replacement on the roster to bring a Tony Storm up. Yep. Yeah, because they will. It's basically okay. Well, we bring up Tony Storm. We got Zoe Stark to fill in her spot. Right, right. So, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna trade away, um, you know. The first time to get rid of a shortstop on your team is when you have a triple H. Short, oh shit! I just bit my fucking tongue. Oh. A triple A shortstop that's you know knocking the cover off the ball and slapping the ball all around the field. Right. You're not gonna you're not gonna trade an A player for a C player. So 
But yeah, I mean, I thought, uh, I thought the, um, what you call it, Cameron Grimes thing was stupid. Well, I, I mean, if, once again, if you didn't know that eventually, with Ted DiBiase being involved, that the million dollar belt wasn't going to be involved, then you're an idiot. Right. You know. Absolutely. Um, my only thing is, is what happens after Sunday? Um, or maybe they have, whoever wins it, maybe they have another match or two. Is it something that's going to be, you know, like they did for a little while in WWE or WWF back then? Is it going to be something that, if just say it's Cameron Grimes that's holding the belt, that he defends against... Um, Santos Escobar at one point in time for the million dollar belt or is it just going to be for decoration type you know what I mean right and it's, that's something that you know Ted DiBiase and NXT will just have to discuss and figure out another thing that was pretty impressive was and I tell you that guy's a freaking animal is that carrying uh, Cross. yeah that guy, oh, he's an animal. That guy. It's gonna be, yep. it's gonna be tough for those other four guys to try and to try and take him down. Right. So that's gonna be, uh, that's definitely gonna be one of the matches I'm gonna look forward to seeing Sunday. It's probably the only match I'll be looking forward to seeing Sunday. Really? I don't think Ember, I don't think Ember Moon's gonna uh, have her time, so to speak. She's uh, she's not gonna. I don't expect her to beat. Uh, Solid. No. So you're not you're not interested in Cameron Grimes versus Ellie Knight in a letter match. Well, yeah, I'm kind of interested to okay. see you know what's gonna happen in it. But I mean, if Cameron Grimes wins, okay, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, if Ellie Knight wins, okay, I think Ellie Knight okay. would make a bet, even though. You know, I like Cameron Grimes. I think L.A. Knight would be a better character with that belt yes, than I Cameron Grimes. Absolutely, two million dollars agree. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, you just mentioned the Mercedes Martinez, or not? I mean, you just mentioned the Raquel Gonzalez Ember Moon match. Obviously, I mean, I could care less about Mar- Mercedes Martinez and Zia Lee. Um, but the other match, which is what you talked about, is the, the, the six-man tag match. You know, I mean, Legato Fantasma and MSK in the ring, you know, along throwing Bronson and Santos Escobar. I mean, that could be the match of the night. Yeah, you know, like Right, but that's what I'm saying. I, so I don't know why... You know, you would only be interested in the one match. It's a perfectly scheduled paper. There's five matches. Three of them are interesting. Two of them are not. So hopefully they go interesting bathroom, interesting bathroom, interesting. <laughs> right. Another match that I believe deserves to be on NXT and not in your house is um, the Grizzled Young Veterans against Timothy Thatcher and... Tommaso Ciampa. I don't want to see that one on In Your House. Look, that one it's, it's, next week. it's not on In Your House. 
No, I'm saying, don't put it on in your house. Leave it off and... They're, they, they're not. <laughs> it's, it's next Wednesday on NXT. Yep, so... Leave that match right there on NXT, on next Wednesday on NXT and it'll be just fine. So... All right, everyone, this is, uh... Coming up on my favorite part of the show. I know it's getting to be everybody else's, so... It's time for Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. Well, thank you, Trev. Oh, I thought I was going to sneeze. No, hmm. oh, I guess not. Um, so, as we as we were talking about NXT, um, pulled up another article of people that they say NXT superstars who need to be called up, not should or maybe. But this person's opinion as to they need to be called up. Um, the first one or two people, two names we've already talked about. We both said the same thing. Io Shirai and Tony Storm. It's time to get them up to the main roster. Um, this guy thinks it's the right time to get Roderick Strong up to the main roster. Um, give a little bit more competitiveness to that mid-card title. Um, they think it's time to bring Finn Balor up. He's done everything he can in NXT. His job was to go to NXT to help bring more awareness and familiarity with some of the stars. And they've been able to develop many more stars than when Finn Balor went down. Because, I mean, realistically, when Finn Balor first went down, I mean, at least on the men's side, it was the Undisputed Era, Gargano, and Ciampa. And that's it. They have a lot more to the roster beyond that. They also think it's time to bring... I've never heard of this guy, um, but I guess he's been around NXT for a long time, and the reason they, they want to bring him up is, is, I guess, a valid reason, but his name is Kona Reeves. Um, and they say he'd be the perfect person to take the spot of, like, where Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel were... People that are good in the ring and can wrestle, um, but, I mean, you can't always have, you know, A-lister fight A-lister. You need to have a couple B and C-listers, and they said this guy perfectly fits the bill. Another person they say has to be brought up is Tommaso Ciampa, um, which is something you've, you've mentioned um, about bringing Tommaso Ciampa. The only thing is, I've read before that he has no desire in going anywhere but staying in WWE. Um, yes, John. John posted a, a comment saying, oh, you, you mean a good jobber? And once again, performance enhancer is the terminology we like to use on, on the top rope. <laughs> yep. And then the other one they say is now may be the time... To put the title back on Adam Cole and bring Karrion Cross and Scarlet up to the main roster. Um, what, what an amazing move that would be. I, I mean, I believe it could be a little premature, but with the steam that he's been garnering, and once again, you know, you, if I remember correctly, if I'm wrong, please correct me, you weren't too fond of carrying cross not too long ago 
The only reason why you cared about Karrion Cross coming to the ring was because of Scarlet. And you've kind of gotten sold on, on Karrion Cross a little bit, so... Monster. Yes. Um, I also pulled up an article that says um, it's predicting the next five Universal Champions after Roman Reigns. And they go in this order. They have Seth Rollins defeats Roman Reigns to become a three-time Universal Champion. Then... They have Edge returning to beat Seth Rollins to, to become a first-time Universal Champion. Then they have Kevin Owens dethroning Edge to become the two-time Universal Champion. <sighs> then they have Brock Lesnar becoming the four-time Universal Champion by defeating Kevin Owens, leading up to a WrestleMania main event of Brock Lesnar losing to Big E to become the Universal title holder. That's an awful lot of times from now until WrestleMania to have that title switch hands. Right. Or any title. I mean, you're talking a major title changing hands five times in nine months? Yeah. yeah. Not I likely. Know. Unless they mean WrestleMania 38 in L.A. Then, you know, a year and a half, you know, 21 months, maybe... Oh, John John replied with Big E as the champ. Boring. Yeah, he also replied that Walter on the main roster would be amazing. Oh, I missed that one. And then Rick put down Cross yeah. as a star, going to be champion on the main roster in the future, the professor predicts. I was going to get to those comments after we finished Nogi's news. Um, and I did it again. I deleted the wrong article, so we'll just go on to the next one. Um, there's been a report that I read, um, interestingly enough, that a former tag team, um, one that you are very, very fond of, the Authors of Pain, have, have may have officially retired from professional wrestling. They haven't been picked up, haven't had any talks with AEW or Impact or NJPW. Um, they were actually trying to see if it lists the... Yeah, Fightful Select Report has stated that a promoter reached out to representatives of Authors of Pain who said that they have retired from professional wrestling. Don't know the truth. There's no. I mean, once again, they don't. They don't quote as to who they spoke with directly. Whether it was authors of pain, a manager, a booking agent, or just if somebody was at a show and said, "Hey, you should try and get authors of pain," and they said that they've retired. Um, there's no confirmation that they're doing, you know, normal everyday jobs like you would be or I would be. Um, but it's yeah. kind of interesting that somebody like that you know, had 
such high praise and high promise just two years later is totally out of wrestling 100%. Yep. Um, I also read a story today. Um, Alistair Black was on the Oral Sessions... Oral Sessions podcast with um, Renee Paquette. For those who don't know, it's um, <clears throat> Renee Young, formerly known as Renee Young from WWE, who looks to be about 12 and a half months pregnant now. Um, she's huge, and uh, she's ready to pop any second. Like, that turkey timer's already popped out, so just waiting for everything to come out. Um And in the conversation, he went and was talking about, you know, the WWE and had nothing bad to say about WWE at all, which has led to speculation and and rumblings from certain people backstage non-creative to try and push the WWE to re-signing Aleister Black as they truly feel that of all the people that they've released in the calendar year of 2021, Aleister Black was the one with the biggest upside and probably, in their opinion, the biggest mistake for letting go. Um, so, uh, you know, this is kind of the end of, of Nuggie's news. Um, but what is what is your opinion on, I mean, your thoughts of that? I mean, that... Uh... quite interesting. I mean, if they they go ahead with it, that, uh, that would be awesome. I mean, I, I, that wouldn't bother me one bit. But I mean, every, of everybody that they've released this year, do you think Aleister Black was the biggest release? I mean, bigger than Samoa Joe, bigger than Braun Strowman, bigger than the Iconics. I, and no, that's kind of the... But I read somewhere that... Uh, they want a supposedly some new name for him called Tommy Ed. No, I think that I think I thought that was his actual name. Yeah. Also, I was just reading that Raja.com is reporting that Io Shirai is open to teaming with Raw superstar Damian Priest in mixed tag team matches. Well, they which, don't. They don't do mixed tag team matches. Right. they can wait that long. I, I and a lot of things they need to do, they need to do now or very, very right. soon. They can't mm-hmm. wait. They can't wait until the end of August to, to, you know, pull the trigger on some of these moves. Yep. I believe you. I believe so, because they wait till SummerSlam. Just, uh, they wait till the draft, and it's just going to, you know, what's the sense of doing that? What's the sense of mentioning it and then doing it so late? So... Yeah, they're also reporting that WWE wants to make SummerSlam the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Well, they're going to have to come up with some real serious... Right, they want to make it bigger than WrestleMania, but I've also read that they want to do it 
and get it over by 10 o'clock. So, yeah, that weird ass look on your face. So, people that want to watch both SummerSlam and the Manny Pacquiao fight don't get conflicted. Because they're worried now, that's what I read, that, that there's a little worrisome that, you know, they may lose viewers towards the end of the pay-per-view, or people may not get SummerSlam because they want to see Manny Pacquiao fight. Right. Uh, I, I'm sorry, um, but... Buddy Murphy is any, an amazing in-ring I like him better than Aleister Black. Anybody that, that is going to watch SummerSlam on Peacock for nine nine even if you're paying a nine ninety nine, if you're not under the four ninety nine umbrella or whatever, like I am an idiot and did it wrong, so I pay nine ninety nine a month for it. I'm not gonna spend sixty nine ninety nine to see seven hundred and thirty two year old Manny Pacquiao fight. I'm not. So I don't think right. they have anything to worry about realistically. Um right. So, I mean, I've read that they may change it to 7 o'clock so they can get a four-hour show in. So, but I also did read what you said about them wanting to make this a huge spectacle. Yeah. Morgan Hawk comments, what do you think of Braun being let go? And what do you think of Ruby Riot and the others got let go? Well, I was surprised when they let Braun go. Um... Was I more surprised with Ruby Riot? Mm, not really. I mean, I was. I wouldn't have been more surprised than I was with Braun Strowman. I was really surprised they let Braun Strowman go. Initially, yes, I'll say I was more surprised with Braun. But thinking about it, reading other people's opinions, listening to other people's opinions, both positive and negative for it, he was hurt. As any big man seems to get in the WWE, hurt not often, but more than a Randy Orton, more than a Drew McIntyre, more than a Bobby Lashley. Um, and when you're trying to push Commander Aziz um, and Shanky or, or whatever else, that other really big guy with Jinder Mahal, when you have other big men on the roster, Omos, when you have other big dominating figures on the roster that are making one-eighth of what Braun Strowman are making, maybe it yep. makes a little more sense as to why they let him go. Um, but so in retrospect, with what we've been left with in the women's division, I think Ruby Riot was a big shock. Yeah. I mean, I would have been even more shocked if they let both of them go from the riot squad. Oh well, well, no. T Black posted that 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 they were that him, Keith, her, Keith Lee, Angel Garza, and somebody else were gone. I'm still waiting for that confirmation from yeah. www.com. Yeah, I I I went to that Facebook page that he said reported it, and I've seen some of the stuff that they report. And they must have been the original writers from Sportskeeda when Sportskeeda was so far off the left field wall, you know, back in the day. Um, right. When they would report things like Dominic Mysterio was pregnant 
or, or something, you know, people would believe it. Right. Yep. Stephen Horvath is watching. Thanks for tuning in, Steve. Um, yeah, so we'll get back to Monday Night Raw and NXT in a moment. I just want to let everybody know that Sunday at 7 p.m., the Top Rope Report will have on as its special guest, and it's going to be Showtime. Showtime Marcel Williams from PAPW will be joining us live on the phone to discuss what happened this uh, last Saturday night with him and Vlad, Vladimir Joseph. Definitely looking forward to talking to Marcel to hear what he has to say about that. So that will be uh, that would be interesting to hear what, what he has to say. What why does Morgan keep yelling at us? I don't know. Morgan, you're yelling at us <laughs> with those capital letters there. Uh, Brian Jones is watching. Thanks for in, Brian. Morgan says, what do you think of the Usos and Roman? Well, no, no. you got to say it right. What do you think of Usos and Roman? <laughs> yeah, uh, well. I think it just disturbed half of the floor. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's going to come eventually to a, either they fall in line with the head of the table or they don't. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be a matter of if. Now I think it's maybe if as not as much as when it happens. Yeah. I, um, I think Roman's character, they should keep going with it. I think it's it's amazing what they're doing with his character. And uh, the Usos, I think it's a matter of time before they either turn against each other or turn on Roman. Right. I mean, I think I think I'm good with either one of those things happening. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing a heel Usos win the tag team title run together as a faction for Several months, uh, maybe even recruiting somebody else, and then have a huge match at Survivor Series, where it all starts to implode. Right. Definitely, uh, definitely would not mind seeing that at all, because WWE right now, you know, and we've said it numerous times. You and I have both said it on the show numerous times. Right now, SmackDown is the show to be watching. Right. As opposed. As opposed to Raw, because for some reason they're just missing the boat on Monday Night Raw, and I don't know I, what and, they really. And and that's another reason why I think this brand, the draft, um, not being until August, in unless they're gonna bring up some of these people that people could get excited about the NXT and and put them on Raw, um. Uh, that's why I think having the draft that late, you know, not until the end of August, is is a mistake. They they should do it in the beginning of July. Yeah, you before know? SummerSlam. Yeah. When you, when they're starting with the live crowds, bring do the draft before you get started with the live crowds, and let the live crowds get into seeing new faces and new feuds. Yeah, you want to make it. In, you want to make. 
if, if just looking at the calendar, July fourth is on a Sunday. So if you were to do the draft, now nobody, nobody is. I mean, you're not going to personally. People aren't going to spend time watching WWE Friday Night SmackDown or Monday Night Raw on the Fourth of July weekend unless you're really invested into WWE. You're not going to get a casual fan to watch. That's why on holidays, instead of having 1.82 million people, you have 1.5, 1.7 million. So do the draft that weekend. Do Friday Night SmackDown on the 2nd, Monday Night Raw on the 5th. You'll do your two-day, and that way it gives maybe that casual fan, it's like, oh, you know what? I don't, I don't know, maybe I will watch. So maybe instead of 1.5, 1.7, it's 1.6 and 1.8. Right. So uh, maybe Morgan can uh, expound on this. He said some think Bobby should not get another another chance. Bobby who and another chance at what? Uh, if he, uh, I'd like to have him explain that a little bit if he could. I'm a little confused with that comment. Um, but yeah, no, you're right, Greg. Um, they need to do the draft a hell of a lot earlier to get things going for not only the upcoming pay-per-views, but for the live crowds again. Right, and you don't, I mean, no offense, but if I've been waiting to see a Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown for over a year, um, do I want to waste my one Night to see Monday Night Raw or SmackDown for half the show to be all talk about a draft? Right. You do it in the Thunderdome when it's still all virtual. When when you know what I mean? Just do it. It just doesn't make sense. Just, I don't I don't know if the the maybe I'm wrong. Maybe others out there can, can respond. I I'm not as interested if I'm seeing a live audience. I'm not as interested in seeing the draft. It's not as exciting to me as, you know, see a match. Right. Well, thank you for clarifying that, Morgan. He said Bobby Lashley versus Drew. I think this will be the last time we see Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I hope so. Yeah, I think uh, whoever wins this and walks off into the sunset with the WWE Championship... We're not going to see a rematch. Do you... Do, so. do you... What are the odds that Bobby Lashley keeps his title at Hell in a Cell? What are the odds? Yeah. I'd say... 65, 35. Oh, okay. Right now I'm at 50-50. Before... Oh, okay. Before I was probably Bobby Lashley, thirty seventy. Morgan says fifty fifty. Yeah, right now I think it can go either way. Oh. Right now, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, but that's also my thought is fifty fifty. Because um, I I think everything that they're doing with. Um, Bobby Lashley is positive. And now that we, and unfortunately, now that we know when live crowds are coming back, 
I don't see Drew McIntyre winning. I don't see any major title changes until live crowds are back. That That's why I'm more 50-50 now than I was before. Yeah. And that's why there has been some speculation and some people have been talking about if Bobby Lashley still retains and keeps the championship, here comes Brock Lesnar to have Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. So... Morgan says Ripley versus Flair, but Ripley got a good work just like Flair, so it'll be a good fight. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think I, it's going to be a, yep. a really good match. Uh, do you think it has a possibility of being one of the best matches on the card? Right now, um, of the three matches? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of the three matches, yeah. It's got a 33% chance. Right. <laughs> It will be, it, their match should be better than Bianca Belair and Bailey. So I'll say 50 yeah. 50 shot right now. Um, but Morgan, I, I'm going to make the statement that we talked about. Um, see if, you know, they have a response um, or their opinion as well. Um, with the rumored return of John Cena and SummerSlam main, co main events being for Raw. Lashley versus Lesnar and Reigns versus Cena, would you think it would be better for the WWE if it were Lashley versus Cena trying to get his 17th world championship and then Lashley, I'm sorry, Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the universal title? We'll see if Morgan will respond to that. Um, I think Roman versus Lesnar would be really interesting to see because of the Paul Heyman aspect. Right. As long as they don't put Paul Heyman in a shark cage above the ring. <laughs> right. Uh, Morgan said they both could not beat Nikki. Well, well yeah, he's talking about the tag match with right. Rippy, 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 <laughs> Rippy and Thayer. Ripley yeah. and Flair. Yep. I mean, I just think, you know, I, I don't care how good of a wrestler you are or how bad of a wrestler you are. It's hard to beat somebody in two minutes. And, uh, I mean, there have been some that have happened, but, you know, in the women's division, it's, um, it's hard to, it's hard to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, the thing is, like we said, you know, it, it all goes back to the WWE draft. Yeah. I think once the WWE has their draft and they get the live crowds in, I think their ratings are going to get a little a little bit higher. Well, it de- it, gonna- once again, it depends on who gets moved and what they can do with it. You know, I, I mean, I I honestly think... Just say no, no titles involved. Um, I think like Raw needs to move or SmackDown needs to send like Seth Rollins um, over to SmackDown. I mean, over to Raw. They need to send a couple tag teams. Maybe you send. Maybe you send the Mysterios. 
um, and Rude and Ziggler over to SmackDown, and then moved the New Day back to over from SmackDown to Raw, and moved the New Day back to SmackDown. I mean, you need. Yes. Okay. Hello. Do you hear that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that all day, every day. Uh, what about what about moving RK Bro to SmackDown? No, Randy Orton needs Randy Orton needs to stay on Raw. There's just some people, like I would I, I I would find it very hard to associate Randy Orton with SmackDown. Just for some reason, he just seems like Monday Night Raw. Like the Undertaker was SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was on Raw occasionally, but he was SmackDown. That to me is Randy yep. Orton. Maybe Drew McIntyre to SmackDown. Yep. I can tell when it's the one hour mark on the show because Greg, Greg Chester's watching. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, even Drew McIntyre on SmackDown, that would uh, that would be quite interesting for the brand. So. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe but, instead of moving New Day over, move, if you want to kind of have New Day all back together, which I think would be a bad idea, but maybe move Big E. To, to Monday Night Raw, a Big E Bobby Lashley. I was just think I was just about to ask you that. What do you think about a Big E Bobby Lashley match? Yeah, I think that would I think that would be. Uh, oh, I knew uh, that's what it was. I mean, uh, sorry, I just remembered I mean, what the other story I deleted was from Nuggies News. I think that would be, that would be a main event or a co-main event on any pay per view. Yeah. Biggie, what was the other story you deleted? I don't remember. I mean, it, it was the uh, um, the Fox Sports app now has a uh, they had a poll um, for WWE's favorite um, wrestlers. I don't remember all ten, so I'm, I'll, I'll try and look it up and, and have it for Sunday. I'll try and find the article again. All right. But Alexa Bliss was the number one female. That was just ten wrestlers. Um, I, I, I want to say number one was Reigns. Two was Alexa Bliss. Three was Becky Lynch. Four was John Cena. I think Undertaker was like seven or eight. I mean, there were you know some. You know, Seth Rollins was on there, but I don't remember the exact order of ten. Right. Um, I think. I think they're wasting. Uh... Alexa Bliss by not having her wrestle. I think we need to see them do something with her as far as the ring goes, as far as getting more yeah. more in the ring. I mean, if the um, the character she was playing when it was when it started out, hey Hunter, Greg, Hunter Tarka is watching. Hunter is one of the guys from Battle Academy. Oh, okay. Welcome, Hunter. Um, he's one of the guys that I was talking about possibly bringing Battle Academy on the show. Right. Glad he's watching and, uh, welcome. And, uh, yeah, but I think, uh, you know, the draft has got to happen sooner than later. And it's, it's make or break as far as their shows go. And who they bring up and who they're going to draft and where they're going to put this one and that one. So... Mm -hmm. It's got to happen. It, it, it needs to happen before August 30th. Right, and the only, in my opinion, the only other way around it is to just have no brand split anymore at all. 
Right. Yep. You could still have respectable, you know, Bobby Lashley could fight exclusively on Raw, have your title holders being specific, but as far as anybody else, Kevin Owens should be able to come and, and wrestle Sheamus. Yep. If he wanted to. Ricochet should be able to go take the title um, from Apollo. Yep. Uh, yeah, I wanted to just bring up a, a little bit of uh, indie news. Uh, like I said, next Sunday at 7 p.m., we're going to be joined on the on the line live by Showtime Marcel Williams from PAPW. Also, I got notification today that July 17th, Northeast Wrestling returns to the Waterbury Police Athletic League. Oh, okay. And one of Greg's favorite wrestlers is going to be on the card that night. Enzo Amore. Oh. <laughs> he'll, he'll be on the show along with Ron Zombie, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Um, the Northeast Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Insanely Rude, will be on the show. And that's July 17th at the Waterbury Police Athletic League. You definitely want to check that out if you're in the area. No, you don't. Oh. No, you don't. Why not? Because you want to go to PAPW, July 17th. Oh, yeah, that's right. PAPW is the same night. Why would end, Why would they run shows on the same night? Huh. Yeah, PAPW is definitely going to be the one to watch. So... I forgot they had that. Now, you're 100% sure about that? You're not getting dates confused? No, I read it today, July 17th. And, uh... Jerks. <laughs> it, it, it made me get... It, what caught my eye about reading the article was Enzo's going to be there. Right. So that's why I said, well, they're going to have a couple of haters. So... But yeah, I mean, one one group that you definitely want to check out when you go to a PAPW show is this Battle Academy. Um, Chris Battle, their leader, is the um, PAPW Valley Fights champion, well-seasoned, well-experienced. Um, I thought it was a, a, you know, a good choice. I was disappointed that he beat Flash Waller, but um, it was a good choice to be the Alley Fights champion. But one of the reasons I want to get the Battle Academy on the podcast is to talk to them about this issue they have with Flash Waller. What happened, how it got started, where where it's going to go. And maybe Hunter and a few other people from PAPW uh, can enlighten them about that. But definitely this is going to be a group that you'll, you'll want to keep an eye on in PAPW because they're going to make some noise, raise some eyebrows, and it looks like they're going to have a good future in PAPW, so I wish them well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen them in a, you know, I mean, seen them in unofficially attacking people, but saw, you know, a couple of them um, in the ring against, you know, Flash and uh, Showtime this past, you know, this past weekend, and, and they're very, I mean, Battle Academy are supposed to be representative of the trainees. And if these are the trainees that are coming yep. up in PAPW, they've got a good future. Exactly. Absolutely. So, starting yeah, start, so start to get a, start getting a little dark over here. This big-ass, dark-ass yeah, gray cloud right above me right now. Yeah, here too. It's getting a little, getting a little windy also, so... 
I was just glad that there was no thunderstorms to knock out the power while we're in the middle of the show. So, yeah, but, uh, I mean, what what are we looking forward to on uh, SmackDown this Friday? Nothing that I've seen as of yet. Any word on uh, a returning Cesaro or no. nothing? I, no, I would imagine that'll be either this Friday um, or next. Before SummerSlam, I would say, though. Before SummerSlam? Yeah. Okay, what brand and who would she go after? <sighs> that's tough. And that's another reason why I figured it's late for the draft, because historically, they like to keep loved ones, couples on the road together. Um, they did it with Andrade and Charlotte before Andrade got let go. They had Seth and Becky on, on Raw. Um, I mean, they, they've had, they had Uso and Naomi on the same one. Um, it didn't make that much of a big deal now because they're all performing at the Performance Center. But now it's going right. back on the road and they're going to be in different cities. I would have to say SmackDown. I mean, I don't, I don't know that they're gonna keep them apart and then wait till the draft to put them on the same brand if Becky comes back on Raw. But I don't know. Right. Let me ask you a question: on a scale of one to ten. How do you think Asuka did after Becky handed her the title? Did she exceed expectations? Did she meet expectations? Early on, exceeded. 200% exceeded. It wasn't until Sasha and Bailey became as prominent as they were to elevate or to knock Asuka off of being the top performer of the pandemic. Right. Because I was thinking, now this might sound really stupid, but I've been known to say dumb things on the show quite a, quite a few times. But I was thinking maybe Becky Lynch will come back to Raw, meet Asuka face-to-face and say, look, I gave you the title because I went to have a baby and you failed. And bring something going on between Asuka and Becky Lynch. The the only thing with that is then you're bringing bringing her back as a heel. I don't see them doing that. I don't see them bringing the... I mean, when Becky Lynch was on top, she wasn't only on top of the women's division. She was on top of the professional wrestling world. Henceforth, she became called the man for a reason. I don't see how you turn her heel to get revenge 
against somebody for losing the title that she had to give up. Yeah, okay. Well, I was just thinking maybe that might have... No, no, yeah. I, no. I, I, once again, you have an opinion, I have an opinion. You know, yours is wrong, mine is right. <laughs> <laughs> Usually. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, before I end the show, I just want to tell everybody, you know, don't forget, tune in to PWZ Podcast with Rick Del Santo. Definitely a, a good show to watch. Keep an eye on all the stars from PAPW, from Flash Waller down to the Battle Club. There's a new guy that I saw uh, wrestling this past week, uh, Steven Garcia. Uh, he looks like somebody that could uh, make some noise. Yeah, there were a few names. There were a couple names um, that were on a paper people that I had never seen or heard of. So, Yeah, like this Joey Bones, I mean. Yeah, Dino, I, I I never heard of or saw Dino Might, who was somebody who was on the card. So, yeah, they're, they're getting more talent from, from around. Yep, and so keep an eye on and, and, and they don't have to use up old, washed-up, washed-out retards like Bozo Amore to headline their show. Exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So you, so you definitely want to keep an eye on... Uh, the stars of PAPW and, you know, where they're going to go from there because we're going to continue to follow PAPW. We're going to continue to talk to talk about them and we're going to continue to bring wrestlers on the show to get their names out. So, so anything else before we end, Greg? Um, no, I mean, what, I mean, I did look up on Facebook on Northeast Wrestling's page and they do show that on July 17th, um, they do have have a show. Um, I don't know anything about the people that run Northeast Wrestling. I don't know if they did that purposely um, to go against their quote unquote competition. Um, I mean, there's uh, I don't know thousands upon thousands upon thousands of podcasts in in the world. Um, but I when we chose to do our show specifically on. Wednesday nights at 6.30, Sunday nights at 6.30. I, I double-checked the trivia. For, oh, wait a minute. You know, Kincaid Files. Or, I mean, I know they, you know, Matt, the court was on with them. Does he normally do his show on, on a Wednesday? Because I'm not in this for the competition. I'm here. We're here to support others that do the same thing we do. And, and I kind of hope that it would be an oversight because, you know, if they did that purposely – that's some. That's kind of shady. Um, right. Hopefully, it's something totally just coincidental. Maybe that's the only time the police athletically could do it. Whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, that, that that that's about all I have. Okay, I look at it this way too. PAPW has their loyal following. Northeast Wrestling has their loyal following, so the fans will still go to see PAPW, regardless if it's the same, if it's running the same night as another indie show. That's how I look at. And uh, hopefully we will be there on PAPW on the 17th of July. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. And like I said, another thing too, don't forget one more time, this Sunday, 7 p.m., we will be joined by Showtime Marcel Williams. And for everybody out there that's in earshot of this podcast, don't forget, Top Rope Report with their store up on tpublic.com. Go check us out. T-shirts, hoodies, coffee 
cell phone cases. I mean, you name it, we got it on there. So check it out on tpublic.com, the top rope report. So, for the illustrious self, for Mr. Oh, excuse me. So, for the Nokster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report. Saying thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Have a good night, and we'll catch you all on Sunday. <laughs>